0: We don't want it to come to that. If the NRL are going to sit on their heels and and not budge, then who knows where it's going to go. Yeah, so that's something, as a playing group, we've all decided to do, and, um, like I said, hopefully it just grabs the NRL's attention and and shows that we're not happy. This is the most united the playing group's ever been. You know, we're all like brothers and sisters. Um, We all go through the same things day in, day out. We all train our backside off. We all put our body on the line week in, week out. And we've all got a you know limited time, limited career. So we as a collective are trying to get the, the best deal and the fairest deal for players. So.
1: so the first part of that answer was about potential strike action. The second part of that answer was about uh, some of the, you know, the organised NRL media gigs that uh, players are no longer attending. Uh, Michael Kariannis has been following this story that closely. It's, it's moving that quickly that Michael didn't even have the time to take our call yesterday. But he, thankfully, he's got 10 minutes for us today. G'day, Michael.
0: I apologise again (laughs) for yesterday, mate. Sorry
1: about that. No, it's a fast-moving story and you're a busy man. So just break this down for us in layman's terms. I noticed that Clint Newton was on air this morning with Matty White and said, this isn't a pay war, this is not a pay dispute. The CBA is not about the salary cap. The release of the salary cap on December 23 was a tactic by the NRL to make this about pay. So from the player's point of view, what is the sticking point with all of this, because correct me if I'm wrong, haven't the NRL committed to a 25% pay increase?
0: Yeah, they have. And um, the, the salary cap makes up part of, of the CBA negotiations. There's a raft of issues that the players are, are still trying to communicate with the NRL, among the minimum wage, um, private health insurance, um, being paid for, um, uh, other things including the women's NRLW, uh, CBA, uh, so there's there's a lot to go with it at the moment. Not just the salary cap. The salary cap is a sexy thing in terms of what we all like to talk mm. about, and you know the big headlines because we're talking millions and millions of dollars. But um, there's a lot that goes into the CBA outside of the salary cap.
1: So what what are some of the other issues? I think sort of retirement funds is another one that's uh, been mentioned. I guess, I guess, I, th- I think this. Is, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first pay deal which involves. Women as well is yeah, is that a sticking yeah. point?
0: Yes, definitely. Just getting some parameters around what the NRLW season looks like, and you know um, what the, the responsibilities and commitments of, of the players of the NRLW, and, and getting you know some some pay um, not parity but some equality across the games. And then you're looking at um, for the for the men, they're looking at um, you know raising that that minimum wage. It's around eighty grand at the moment to get it to one fifty. I think the NRL were about 120, 130. Um, in their relief, you know, what um, the payment model looks like for those that sit outside the top 30. Each club must have top 30 players, but they're allowed, you know, at the moment it's six development players, um, but that contracting model may change. Uh, the the players are upset that private health insurance, which was covered for um, in their last pay, has been taken out uh, as well. So there's lots of parameters to it. And, you know, we've seen... We've heard rumblings for, for the last couple of months. Look, this is dragged on months. We're not mm, talking, yeah. you know, since post-Christmas. This is just dragged on and on and on. And, you know, the, the NRL contracting model starts in November 1. So this is this is how long uh, the players are without uh, clarity in terms of uh, exactly how much they should be getting paid.
1: What's the temperature amongst NRL fans on this one? It's, it's sort of rarely do players get a lot of support when there's talk yeah. around money. Is that is that the similar sentiment up up in the, the northern states,
0: yeah, for sure. I've been obviously doing breakfast in, in Sydney this week, and uh, it, it's a it's a PR battle that the players can't win, right because all, all people see um, is players earning. What they're thinking is a million bucks, and they complain about what they're earning. Right? That's
1: that's yep. what,
0: what what the fans think that this is all about. But there, there's a lot more that, that's going into it. It's not about that that top echelon of players as well. It's about protecting some of those lesser lights and setting up players
1: for, for post-football as well. I guess, the th- just explain what's happening with the, the sort of media appearances at the moment because there was yeah. a few clubs that pulled out of, I think they were NRL-scheduled events and photo shoots and the like. So are players doing, we heard from uh, Kurt Capel there, are they doing a lot of media, no media, some uh, media, how's yeah. it all working?
0: Yeah, it's a bit mixed at the moment. So the first event that Cronulla Sharks put out of an NRL event, so the NRL wanted you know, headshots of all the players and a bit of promotion, marketing um, stuff that they do each pre-season and, you know, for the NRL's official website. So uh, the NRL, uh, the Sharks players informed the NRL that they wouldn't be going on with that. But since then, we've seen wider, um, cl- other clubs pull out of wider media commitments. The Newcastle Knights yesterday were due to have their entire squad up for interview for everyone, not just the NRL.com uh, official website, but, you know, for people like us at The Telegraph or SEN or whoever wanted to, to go and interview them. Um, that's media accredited, could have gone to Newcastle training, but they pulled out of that. The Dragons pulled two players, well, two Dragons players opted out of fulfilling their media commitments early in the week as well. So it's starting to get a, a little bit more widespread and not just related to NRL uh, official duties.
1: I guess the third party in all this, uh, Michael, speaking to Michael Karianas, Daily Telegraph, SEN Sydney, um, is the club's. So where do they sit on this, you know, the players, the action they're doing at the moment? You know, there's talk of potential strikes. Are they saying a lot? Are they letting it just bubble away in the background? What's been the reaction of the clubs?
0: Well, they're sort of stuck in the middle a a little bit. You know, there's no doubt some clubs are split in terms of uh, the club grant, which they receive. Some clubs are, you know, a static it. Other clubs are are less than happy with what they've received from the NRL. But um, it's a tricky one for them because, fundamentally they're the ones that are paying these players, Mm. right? So if they start boycotting commitments, or particularly club commitments, well, the players start to breach in their their own contract, right? So technically, you know, Newcastle and the Dragons players are committed or, you know, contractually bound to to fulfill those media obligations. But, you know, clubs aren't going to start breaching their players over this sort of stuff yet. But um, if it does start to impact, you know, what's happening on the field and, you you know, if it starts having some ramifications to... For sponsors and membership and you know the bottom line of, of clubs I think that's where clubs will get a bit antsy at the moment but if they're skipping media and issues I think most clubs would be happy about that and players would be too. I
1: don't think they'd be that disappointed now the other sexy word around these topics is is strike and uh, Kurt yeah. Capel he didn't rule that out now is that just sort of tough talk is that just part of a negotiation or is there actually genuine fear that that this could end in so, some sort of strike action by the players?
0: Not yet. I can't see how they're not going to perform in round one, right? Like, it's going to be a a, a really tough sell for the players to sell. Imagine trying to sell that to the fans that the players are boycotting round Mm. one. There's a difference between, you know, breaking up a few media commitments or, you know, there's talk around them skipping the NRL season launch, which could happen. I can get that. And that would have some damaging impact for the game, but it doesn't impact the fans that much. But, Mm. you know, I think they'd lose a lot of people if if they're not playing uh, come round one. And, Honestly, I don't think they'd be able to get the support of a whole playing group either. You know, there's lots, lots of players that go, no, I want to play. Yeah, of course. So how they can get unilateral support of all the players not playing, I think that would be nearly impossible. But skipping a few media commitments here and there or the season launch, you know, I think that's pretty easily done.
1: They got some support from Usman Khawaja saying, you know, it's a bit, bit like um, the cricketers. They, they wanted their revenue share model. They held their ground. They eventually got mm-hmm. it. Uh, he doesn't believe uh, the players are asking too much or they're not, Really asking for too much at all. Um, interesting that a cricketer would get involved.
0: Yeah, I think that was out of joint promotion. I think Adam Reynolds was standing next to him though. So that makes sense. Think, <laughs> uh, what's he going to say? No, I don't support the players. Like, it? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, it was a great, great chat, right? I don't, I don't know if he knows all the ins and outs of, of what's going on um, in, you know, in clubland in, in the NRL
1: just before we let you go, what's been the reaction to the news that uh, Eddie Jones is coming back, uh, replacing Dave Rennie? What was the sort of immediate reaction amongst uh, rugby fans up North?
0: Well, I think it was, it was interesting. Like, you know, rugby is basically, to be fair, been non-existent, right? It's, it's dropped way behind rugby league and cricket as the two major sports in New South Wales. And then AFL would, would be next, would be next um, under, you know, in the winter codes, it'd be under the NRL, right? In in New South Wales, and rugby's a distant, distant, distant relative at the moment. But we spent two days on the breakfast show talking about uh, Eddie Jones. Um, it's brought rugby back onto the, the back page and front pages of, of the newspapers here, and, and people are talking about him. He he will now become the most recognizable wallaby, no doubt about that. that. And and you knew, we, we sensed when Eddie Jones got appointed that the first thing he'd say is, oh, I'm going to poach some league players, and, and that's what he's already spoken about doing because He's got a track record of doing it.
1: What, what chance that happens? D- oh, that he'll get shoot. some?
0: I, I reckon he'll get one, and they'll become probably the highest paid player in either coach.
1: Who will it be? Of,
0: oh, uh, that, that, be? There's a few potentials. Joseph Sawalee here from the Roosters has a rugby union pedigree. Will Pinnacini from Parramatta has pedigree. Angus Crichton, Cam uh, Murray, these sort of guys are, have all grown up playing uh, high-level rugby union. Whether uh, they want to make the switch, I'm not sure, but... You know, there'd be a lot of players that could um, turn out um, in rugby, but there's also been some that, that have failed. You know, Roger Tuivasa-Sheck was an elite, elite player in rugby league, has struggled to make the All Blacks squad. Sulley was one of the best wingers in the game for the Storm, and has barely been cited for the Wallabies as well. So, um, it's you know, it's, it's the transition is not as easy as one would think.
1: Now, I've got to ask you about the big story before I let you go. It's been big in the Daily Telegraph. It's all around the country. Clark v. Stefanovic v. <laughs> yeah. everyone else. Uh, <laughs> what's the reaction? It's been a big reaction down here in Melbourne, but given we're dealing with uh, a New South Welshman and Michael Clark and Carlos, mm. he's, he mm. says he's a Queenslander, but, you know, he's a big big man in New South Wales. Has <laughs> it just gone bunter up there, this story? Oh, yeah. it's the front, well, front page of uh, the
0: Telegraph. Uh, in this morning, it's still the lead story on the website, despite being up for, you know, more than twelve hours now. And you know, it's one of those ones where you know you're in WhatsApp groups with your mates and stuff. They're like, "What is our class <laughs> doing?" So that's that's a good way to gauge on, on how many people are actually speaking about it. Is um, just getting a bit of a sample size from from your mates, and it, yeah, it has dominated uh, at least my private circles <laughs> um, since last night.
1: Oh, Carl lost us three and a half hours on the Today Show and doesn't mention it. I know. We Come had on, Carl. You can't, no, you I can't live in, put your head in the sand.
0: I thought that he should have left on set today with a, just a bit of makeup, or like a black eye, bit of bit of, oh, of theatre, bit of theatre. How good, how good would that have been? That'll
1: get the ratings up. They're in a war with Sunrise. That would have been good.
0: Yeah, make it happen. I know it was bizarre that it wasn't addressed at all, but. You know, I don't
1: know. (laughs) It's got everything, that story. It has got absolutely everything. Hey, Michael, uh, thanks for your time. We'll keep a close eye on this one. It's uh, getting pretty tense in the NRL, but hopefully there'll be a resolution before the season kicks off on March the 2nd. Thanks for your time. Thank you, mate. Bye. Great to talk to. Michael Kariannis, doing a great job on SEN Sydney and also for the Daily Telegraph. Uh, Let's get the latest now from the newsroom with Anna Pavlou. AO Radio, now on the SEN app for a pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted.